In this episode, I'm sharing my top tips for what to pack in your bag for an induction, including some things that you probably hadn't thought of. So, get as comfy as you can and enjoy. listening to the Positive Induction Podcast, a podcast for those who have chosen to have an induction of labour or for those interested in how they can make induction a more positive experience. I'm your host, Jade Gordon, clinical hypnotherapist, hypnobirthing teacher and positive induction coach. As always, I want to remind you, positive birth means different things to different people take a moment to think about what it means to you. It's often not what happens, but how you feel. It may be feeling in control, feeling respected, being informed. It does not mean perfect. Birth really goes to plan. My aim here is to bring you tips, inspiration and real life experience. So let's get started. I remember packing my hospital bag and feeling so excited, and of course a little apprehensive. It definitely made it all feel a bit more real. In my first labour, which was an induction, I packed so much stuff, (laughs) like it was ridiculous, like we were going away for a week's holiday. I downloaded every hospital bag list I could get my hands on to make sure I hadn't missed a single thing. And I remember being really confused about how many vests, how many baby girls to take, what the difference between long sleeve vests was, short sleeve vests, what all the things meant. And so I just took as much of everything as I could. But packing my bag felt like something I could take control of in a time where I was grasping for some element of control. I wanted to feel as prepared as possible and this was one way to meet that need. There are, of course, many hospital bag checklists out there. We even have our own, which you can grab in the show notes. But what about induction specifically? Are there things that you should add that are useful for induction? Why, of course, or this would be a rather short podcast episode. So today I want to share some of my top extra things to add if you're going for induction. And we're going to have six things, which is not a massive list, but six things that are really important. So number one, a peanut ball. These are actually useful generally, but so many people don't really know about them. They're top of my induction bag list. So there's a chance your hospital has some of these available, but many don't. There's also a chance that you've no idea what I'm talking about right now. So I'll explain. And I've also added a picture of me demonstrating using one to the show notes. And you can find that at positiveinduction.com forward slash episode 12. So they're similar to a regular birth ball or gym ball, you know, the big inflatable gym balls, but they're the shape of a peanut shell or a monkey nut, as we used to call them growing up. So why are they useful? It's a great way to keep an open birth position whilst lying down. So sometimes when people talk about positions for labour, they'll talk about UFO, which is upright, forward and open. And with induction, sometimes it's a bit more challenging to move around when we have the different monitoring and drips and things like that. But it's still very much possible. But also if you're having a longer labour, 
you may want to lie down. And this is a nice positive way to use the bed and lie down while still maintaining that open birth position. So a lot of my clients love this, particularly for early in the induction process. While they're resting, maybe you have got the pessary or the balloon or rods inserted and you're just waiting for something to happen. You want to doze off, sleep through the night or whatever. It can be useful throughout labour, but yeah, a lot of people use it in early labour. It's actually really comfortable for resting in front of the TV if it's your last weeks of pregnancy before you go into labour. And you, what you want to do is blow up. So usually with a regular birth ball, you blow up or inflate it until it's fairly firm. But with the peanut ball, it's often more comfy to have a bit of give in these if you're using it between your knees to have a rest. So before you go into labour and before you go for your induction, have a play around and work out what feels best for you. Test it out at home. It's good for just watching TV, as I say. So number two, something to entertain you. (laughs) It's not always the case, but you'll often hear people talk about how labour can take some time to get started with induction. Of course, some people go in and things kick off quickly, but for many people, there's that kind of hanging around time, waiting for things to happen. Is it, isn't it? Is something happening? Sometimes a day or two for while you have the pessary or the balloon waiting for stuff to happen. So it's good to plan some entertainment for that time. Sometimes you can go home, but other times you may be in a hospital waiting for things to get going. So think about some entertainment that you would like to watch while waiting for things to get going or to speed up. Download some movies or shows onto a tablet. I'm a big fan of binging Netflix series like my current favourite, Working Moms, Emily in Paris or Schitt's Creek. But you know, you you choose whatever appeals to you. Nothing that requires too much brain power, but whatever you're into is good magazines, podcasts, anything that helps you pass the time. Take a variety and just see what you feel like. Things which make you laugh or bring back happy memories are bonus extras as they can boost your own oxytocin, that wonderful hormone that's going to create those contractions and actually help your labour progress. But you don't need to force yourself to watch rom-coms if that's not your thing. Definitely do do your own thing watch something that's going to entertain you. Number three then, some extra clothes. Again, this is in case it takes a bit longer to get going. If you're in a ward for a few days before things start, you'll need some extra clothes. Pack some extras or lay them out for your partner at least so they can pick them up if if you need them. Things like comfy clothes, jammies, Flip-flops, slippers and a dressing gown or a lounge coat or whatever you want to call it can be helpful if you end up waiting a while for things to get started. just helps you feel more at home. I always feel like wearing your own clothes when waiting around in the hospital can help you feel a bit more like yourself and less like a patient counting every minute passing. I had a really nice comfy wrap dress I loved wearing because it was absolutely roasting the year I had my induction. It was July, it was so warm, and this was just a nice, loose, comfy thing I could wear. And it felt like me, it was my own clothes. You can buy some amazing hospital gowns, like hostel-style gowns, dresses, for labour now as well, which might be even more comfy. Number four then, snacks and drinks. Something nice and yummy for you. 
Let's be honest, hospital food has not got the best reputation. Of course, it varies from place to place, but it can also be a bit bland and sometimes the portions aren't great. I often think they make portions for sick people rather than for people who are healthy and their bodies doing what it's supposed to do. And I feel like the portions are usually tiny, especially after you've given birth. I think after you've given birth, you need like the option of like a massive meal to really like replace all that energy. But usually it's kind of a small like portion. So definitely take food. I remember being absolutely starving after my son was born and my daughter as well. They offered me, once my daughter was born, they offered me tea and toast or lunch. And I said, please, can I have both? I'm so hungry. And then we stopped for fish supper six hours later on the way home. But, you know, good to have food, basically. So pack some snacks that you really enjoy. Maybe your favourite movie snacks for watching movies or box sets. Or something healthy that will make you feel great. Fresh fruit can be nice if your birth partner can bring that to you. Thinking about then when labour actually kicks off. Bringing a mix of sweet and savoury. Things you can eat a little of that are going to give you a boost. Because you probably won't know what you'll feel like until you're in labour. So having some different drink options is great too. Hostels can be warm. Staying hydrated in labour is really important. So pack something you actually want to drink. So some ideas from clients and from our community group are Haribo, trail mix, fruit. As I said, getting your partner to bring in some fresh fruit can give you a great boost. If you are recommended to be just on clear fluids, things like bone broth or juices you really enjoy, cereal bars, cake, (laughs) I loved them, some Battenbergs. (laughs) It really is personal preference. Some people mentioned like cheesy crackers, things like that. And sometimes you don't know what you want until you actually want it. So do take a bit of a selection and see what appeals to you in the moment. So number five then earplugs and an eye mask. In many areas the initial phases of labour are on wards with other people and it can be hard to get into the zone when that's the case to really shut everything out and rest even. Maybe others are chatting around you or sometimes with our labour starting it can be quite distracting. You know we if our labour is starting we do what we need to do through our surges and while that's great when you have your own room, it's a shame that sometimes people are in that position in a shared ward. And so if that's the case, you want something that can help you kind of shut that out a bit and go within. So it can be hard to tune it out and focus on you and baby when there's a lot of noise, whether, as I say, that's chatter or labour or beeping machines or whatever it is. Of course, if you've got headphones on watching a movie, that will help. But earplugs can be helpful for sleep or for rest. The other consideration then is lighting. So in a wardroom, you don't really have control of the light. And often the lights are left on day and night. Sometimes it's pretty rare that you get like a really proper dark night's sleep. And darkness actually helps our own oxytocin, that hormone that gets our labour going and keeps our contractions coming. So anything that you can do to kind of trick your body into believing that it's darkness and that you're safe and in your own environment and you're not sharing a room with others is good. So taking an eye mask is a great plan. I really love the eye mask with the cushiony kind of rings around your eyes so you don't actually have it 
pressing against your eyes. It makes like a wee pocket so you can open and close your eyes comfortably while, you know, you've still got the mask on. I'll share a picture and a link to the show notes so that you can see what I'm referring to. But if you can get these, they're great. Often people use them in yoga studios and they're really great to have generally. So then number six, the final thing, is something homely. Many people plan to give birth in a different setting than an induction ward, be it at home or in a midwife unit or elsewhere. Perhaps you've even prepared a room at home for your birth. If home birth was the thing you had your heart set on, maybe this is quite a difficult transition. If so, you should definitely go and check out episode three with Sabrina Taylor, where we talk all about that. But perhaps you've been visualising a birth in a calm room, like a birth centre, dimly lit, maybe even a pool. Of course, some places you can still use a pool for induction, but for many you can't. And of course, in some areas, the induction wards do have some nice touches where they have dimmer switches for the light, maybe some music, some of the wee LED battery-operated tea lights. But for most people... It's a pretty stark, brightly lit clinical setting. And for many people, this is a challenge. It's harder for us to get comfortable and relax. It reminds us that we're in a clinical setting. Maybe it doesn't feel natural to us to give birth here. It may not feel safe. Even if that's not a conscious thought or subconscious, we may not feel safe here. And this can contribute to our fight, flight, freeze response, being alerted more. And it can increase the chance of moving into patient mode where we feel like we have no control over the situation and we're just like handing our birth over. So what can we do to help? First, finding a way to make the setting more homely. So little touches can make a big difference here. Anything that's going to help it make it feel more homely will give us something else to focus on as well. So as I say, it can be a few small things. It can be your own pillow. It could be your partner's hoodie. It could be a favourite essential oil on a wee cotton wool pad that you tuck in your bra strap or just put nearby so you can have a wee sniff of it. It can be a blanket, some music. Maybe you print your scan photo out. If you have other kids already, maybe you have a picture of them. I've even heard of people taking in their dog's blanket to remind them of snuggling up on the sofa with their doggy. So you can absolutely do whatever feels good to you. Yes, there are some kind of general things, like I say, you know, essential oils, blanket, your own pillow. But have a think, what actually is appropriate to you rather than just following like a list of the standard things? Dog blanket, whatever it is. So think of all your senses as well and what helps you feel more at home. Of course, an eye mask and earplugs may help with this as well. So, Those are my top six things. Of course, there are many more. You could have an endless list in bags and bags. But think about a few wee things that you can pull together that are going to help you with the challenges, such as being in a clinical environment, maybe not being able to move as much as you would, and anything that's going to help with your mindset. So just to summarise, the six things we added were, number one, a peanut ball. Number two, something to entertain you. Number three, some extra clothes, PJs, etc. Number four, nice snacks and drinks. Number five, earplugs and an eye mask. And number six, something homely. 
if you've got anything else you think is a great thing that we really need to add to this, do let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Positive Induction, so easy to find. Thanks for listening. Head over to the show notes for this episode at positiveinduction.com forward slash episode 12, where you'll find additional links I've mentioned here, including our own hospital list and of course the Positive Induction course, a hypnobirthing course specially created for induction. Thanks again for being here with me today and do reach out and get in touch if you have any questions. You can email me, jade at positiveinduction.com or send me a DM on Instagram where you'll find me at positiveinduction. I hope you have a lovely week.